0: I do Good morning, family. Good morning. Welcome to a nice snowy morning. I was just thinking about that song, and in, in, in many places in Africa, you'd say your sins as white as snow. A lot of people wouldn't know what you were saying. Everything is nuanced, is it not? Let's take a moment. Chapter Ephesians chapter 2, from verse 1 to verse 7. And you were dead... Like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love which he has loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. For your precious word. We thank you, Father, that since the beginning of time that you knew that we would be sitting here this morning. And Father God, what a privilege it is to be sitting here in Canada. And even as we look at the snow, we know that that snow one day will turn and melt and bring life-giving water and refreshment and joy and fun in next year's season. And so, Father God, we too pray that this morning's word will be Bring refreshment and life to us this morning. We pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Does anybody know where this picture comes from? (laughs) Close, but no. This This is on the north shore of Lake Superior. I remember uh, hiking there with my sister when she came from South Africa. She came for a visit. And so we thought, you know what, what better to do than go out and go on a hike and go and look at Lake Superior. And, and this is one of the, the, the walks, hikes you can go on when you go to the Sleeping Giant. You can go off to the side and this is one of those uncanny rocks that some people say looks like a walrus, but you need a bit of imagination for that one. But anyway, it's quite spectacular. It made me think this week of going on a journey. Even sitting here this morning, we were driving here in the cars. I was, I was doing taxi this morning, and, uh, and we were discussing different places we'd like to go, whether it be on an Alaskan cruise, or, and we were just discussing where we've been and different whether you've been to. I've been to places like Russia, Helsinki, Sweden, Germany. I've been to a couple of places in my life. I love travel. And I don't always, I've never been able to, in ministry, you've never been able to afford to go on the Ritz, right? So you always go, get the cheapest hotel you can and you live on the local cuisine. You go to the local cafe, corner cafe, and you, and you buy whatever you can and you survive, but you, you walk around. I remember in Corfu also, as a young guy, I had no money, but you walk from one side of the island to another. But you'd land up walking through some Byz- Byzantian Roman uh, fortification, that is, now standing in the middle of nowhere and no one cares for. Life is an adventure. And God says, "Taste and see that life is good. This life isn't a punishment. This life is to give you a hope, to give you something more important than yourself. There's an African proverb that says, "To get lost is to learn the way, to get lost is to learn the way. And on a secular level, that's true. If you, want, if you want to get good at finding direction, well, you've got to get lost in the forest every now and again. Any gentleman who likes hunting has ever got lost in the forest? Be honest. The first time you go into that forest on your own and you don't know your bearings, trouble could come your way. But getting lost once well, is a great teacher. So too is it of our, our walk on this planet. When you're young, you think you're going to conquer the world. That was my plan. I was going to conquer the world and be successful and do anything I put my heart and mind to. We don't know what we don't know. So you end up getting lost in this little planet of ours. At the age of 19, 20, what do you really know about the world? Have you traveled to every corner of the world? Do you see how other people live? Do you know what it's like to live at plus 40 degrees centigrade every single day of the year? There are places that are really hot. And I remember being in the army and you go to some of those places like Uppington, Kuruman, and, and these places are just... The only way you could get cool in the army is you'd take a glass of milk and you'd go and sit in the fridge. And they these big walk-in fridges and you'd put a chair in the fridge and you'd sit there for a, half an hour or so just feeling good about yourself. Life is about experience. Until you've experienced it, sometimes context is everything. Because now if you had to try and explain to your grandbaby or grandchild that was sitting on your lap, they want you to explain the world to them. And you sort of need a big blackboard like that with a lot of chalk. Do you really understand the world in which we live? How much science do you really understand? I love people, atheists, when they say, well, show me God. God and we can't even look at the universe without the aid of our imagination anyway. You know, we we go on to Google, and we Google a star system, and they've got all the color in there, but it's all computer-generated. It's not real. It's people's imagination. And so people want to look into the face of God. First of all, they cannot comprehend that God made the universe and puts them in the span of his hand How big does that make God? If your nose was against the hide of an elephant, could you describe the elephant to me if you'd never seen one? People do not know what they do not know about this world. And every year we're finding out something brand new. It was the Big Bang. Now the Big Bang is sort of phasing out and they've got a new plan, a new idea. But still, we go to the experts, we go to people. What is the current prognosis? What is the current theory? You know, it makes one think. Who knows where we are going and where we've been? I know where I once was. And I know where I am today. And I'm very grateful for my journey. Because along that way, I met people who had met with Jesus. And oh what a blessed day it was when on my journey I met somebody who could tell me about Jesus. Because I was on this journey in life going down this highway with every single other human being. And then somebody says Martin, but there is another road. A road may be less traveled. The gate is a little narrower, but it's where the real adventure begins, where real life begins. And would you like to taste something a little bit different? Because I was on this highway, but I've traveled on many highways. And for those of you who've traveled on the 401, is traveling on the 401 any exciting trip? The highway of life with stinky cars, people rushing, going nowhere quickly. And you realize this highway of life, you want to get off it as quickly as possible and find Bancroft. You want to find the country. You want to get off that highway and just live at a different place, live in a different way. So we read you. you were once dead in the trespasses and sin in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Spiritual warfare 101. Prince of the power of air. Do you you think the prince of the power of air is real? Yes. I tasted that fruit. He was my lord and master at one stage of the game. For as long as I wanted to be my own boss, and he says, come right ahead, let me give you a sample of the goods. And often I'd say, well, drinking, smoking, and going out every night, and over-imbibing everything. You know, it's easy to see that that stuff leads to destruction. It doesn't take you much to see what happens to an alcoholic, or somebody who's addicted to drugs. But there are many people that are addicted to other things. Like selfishness, like narcissism. They want the world to serve them. They want humanity to serve them. They want humanity and human beings to make them rich and wealthy. Wow. And so we follow the course of this world because we know no difference. And so we climb on this highway of life and we think... (laughs) We, we don't care about any, everybody beneath us, and we just aspire to climb over the people ahead of us. And, and it's a dog eat dog world, this highway of life. Because the prince of the power of the air, it's, what does it say there? The spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. When you're going down the highway of life and, and, the, and you're not traveling the Lord's path, you have a different master and the sons of disobedience when you look at online news and people doing all sorts of things can you see human beings at different levels of disobedience people hurting one another stabbing one another cutting off one another in traffic is this the life that god has chosen for humanity hmm. Among whom we once lived in the passions of our flesh carrying out the desires of the body and the mind and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Isn't that interesting? When you're cutting up that birthday cake and and you're a 16 year old male and you look for the largest piece of cake on that plate. That's those are more complicated things. it's not really bad, is it? Was it selfishness or a road to hell? That little white lie. You don't want to get into trouble, so you lie to your parents. Right? No one's getting hurt, is it? Except when you start fibbing and it becomes a matter of life. Who's your father? The father of lies. The little white lie helps turn into the big lies. And in the eyes of God, there's no difference to the little white lie, to the big lie. And that's the journey that we're on. Our heads are in the clouds most of the time. There's this fog that you and I walk in. Maybe I shouldn't say you, but definitely me. You know, when you're running to and fro and you're busy and you're doing all sorts of things and you forget things and and then you have to make excuses why, oh, just simply because you're getting old and you forgot. And you didn't write it down. I'm finding myself getting that to do that a lot these days. I think I was meant to meet Mike for breakfast one day and I just woke up in the morning, it was no, the day before it was fine. In the morning it was just gone, you know. You just gotta own up and say, Oh It's what it is. But that's the easy stuff. What about the hard stuff? You know, anger. Angry with people. Has anybody wronged you? Forgiveness, right? Lord, forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who trespassed against me. When we do not forgive, our brain is in the clouds. Can you see clearly in a whiteout? Coming from South Africa, the first time they said, Martin, there's going to be a Christian concert in Thunder Bay. You must come through. Other people, uh, um, other neighbours, say so you're going through town. Yeah. Just to let you know there, there's a storm warning, then you know. Looked outside, there wasn't even a cloud in the sky, not a cloud. Beautiful uh, blue. sky. You know, in winter, some days you just get that clear blue sky day, and it's just hello. And you're going to town. It's 55 minutes. What could go wrong, right? We went to this concert. It was magnificent. But as we were climbing, finishing the concert, climbing into the car, that snow came down hard. And I'd never experienced snow coming down hard. And I was in a car, driving. And you know when you're going down that highway, and I've got this little little Honda, tiny little vehicle, and you see the truck speeding past you, but it's like... (laughs) Going down that highway, there was at least five trucks in the ditch, and, and there was two trainers... And I turned to Shane and I said, what are we going to do? I said, we need to turn around. Pray and turn around and go back into town. And Dennis Luma, can we come and stay at your place tonight? You do not know what you do not know. But when you cannot see, where are you going? And so people told you, if it ever happened again, we'll get behind a nice big truck and just stay in there. sort of. But what happens if they're going into the ditch and you're following them? <laughs> just saying, just saying. The South African mind didn't know. And and I already have gone off the road once, it was right. Like perfect day, but there was ice on the road, just ice rain, and just the car just didn't go where I was steering it. So it was it was like dancing. It's like, oh Lord, take the wheel. Yes. Every day of my life. Lord take the wheel. I don't know how this is going to play out dealing with human beings that have got all sorts of baggage. Do you know, family, each one of you got all sorts of baggage? Because you're living in this world and and the prince of the power of disobedience has has got your number. He knows where you live. He knows what's going to grate you. You Out in the hunting out there and somebody else shoots your back or something like that, right in front of you. That frustration at losing something. Boy, The things of the world can really get into our brain. And God says, I want you to be set free. But God, when the Bible says, but God, underline it. It's always good news. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved. Wow! I remember on that mighty highway when, <laughs> when your life was falling apart, like really falling apart. Just and you just know, Lord, just, my life is nowhere. It's like spread thin. Can't even call it butter. It's just smeared mud. Just and you say, Lord, here am I. And you can. It's like when that. Do you know when you've got a, a baby, you know, a little child, and, and, they've, just, and they've got a cold or something, and, then, and their nose is just running, and it's just like everywhere. And they've just had a chocolate biscuit or something, and it's just like, and then they want a kiss or something. But they just like... <laughs> it's just, I call it, the I don't know who, it's called, but it's the glazed donut monster. <laughs> Give me a kiss. And this is God, by grace you've been saved. God in that moment picks you up come here my boy and raises us up with him and seats us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus isn't that beautiful just Lord thank you because I know that's kind of what I looked like when God found me Except I can't even say I was a youngster. You know, I was in my early twenties. I was a right old mess. When Jesus finds you, what condition were you in? Were you spotless and clean, and full of life and being, and going good for you? Was it? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you have this hand that out of the middle of nowhere just reaches out to you and says, "Hey, Martin, I've called you by name." Wow. And he just, through that baptism, he just washes away and just cleanses you by his grace and mercy. And you know when Jesus comes to save you, he doesn't come with a long face and says, I told you not to do this. How many times do I need to tell you? Whenever you come to a place of repentance, what does the word of God tell us? When you confess your sins, God says he will? Say it louder. Forgive. forgive. God will always forgive you when you confess your sins. And, and he's not going to do it with a grumpy face. God really loves it when we just confess our sins to him. Lord I'm, you know, Lord, I'm struggling with this right now. I don't know what to do. Clear the mind. Clear the brain fog. Lord, give me wisdom. I don't want, I don't want to let your children down. I don't want to let this person that I'm going to meet with now. Lord, give me supernatural wisdom. People need counsel. People need to be lifted up. People need to be loved. People need to be cherished. It's very difficult for people to love you when they themselves have never been loved. But you know, family, once upon a time I went down that highway. And I met somebody on the journey back. Reminds me of the story, when you think of water and baptism, I always think of the story of Jonah. Jonah's a... The Old Testament family is just a fantastic uh, read. It's just so many amazing stories. But Jonah, when it speaks about God's mercy for us in our world, I just thought I'd point out four quick things there. What does Jonah say? Jonah says, That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. For I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and relenting from disaster this is Jonah Jonah is God's prophet when people say I want to be a prophet of the Lord I say be very careful I've never seen one prophet in the Old Testament that had a good job description not one and Jonah is one of these people and he knows God is wanting to send him to the enemies of Israel and does Jonah want the enemies of Israel to experience God's mercy and grace and the answer is, nope. So what does he do? He runs away. He knows that God is going to be merciful. And that's unfair. Jonah four, And the Lord says, Do you do well to be angry? Just a question. When God asks humanity or asks you a question, family, does God need the answer? No. Again, a little bit later, but God said to Jonah, do you do well to be angry for the plant? A little bit later on in the story, another question. A similar one. Do you do well to be angry? And he says, yes, I do well to be angry and angry enough to die. Do you, have honest, do you ever have this conversation with God where you're just honest? Yes, God, I'm so angry. Well, I do. It's okay to wrestle with God. Because I find that when God asks me a question... I realize that he's trying to teach me something. I'm the one who needs revelation. And God says, you pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in the night. And should not I pity Nineveh, the great city, in which there were more than 120,000 people, who do not know their right hand from their left, So this idea is Nona was being sent to to Nineveh, and God wanted to go and tell them that he's bringing judgment against this great city. And Jonah says, I'm good with judgment coming against them. Let's move around and along. And God says, no, I want you to go. And so we all know he gets onto the boat. There's a storm. He gets thrown into the sea. gets swallowed up, gets spit out. Sometimes people say Jonah was in the belly of the whale three days and three nights. Jesus alludes to this a little bit later in the, the New Testament. The belly of the whale in, in, is a euphemism in Judaism, Judaic talk. It means to, to go to Sheol. You spend three days in hell. When you go to, if you had to spend three days in hell, I'm telling you now, the way you speak to people about life and death will change. You'll become quite the evangelist, I promise you. You just have to experience hell once. And you'll know. But anyway, he obviously does a good job. Because the people, king, calls the whole nation, the whole city to repentance. Even the animals have to repent. Everybody fasts. When last has anybody said, guys, Bancroft, every single person in Bancroft needs to fast and go into a place of travail for our sins of our nation. You guys signing up for that? What does Jonah do? He goes and sits on top of a hill somewhere and he he waits to see God's judgment. But God allows his plant to give him shade and God allows it to wither and die. Because God is wanting his son to learn something. God created the plant and allowed it to wither. (laughs) But Jonah says, I'm so gross I could die now. That means you kind of must be kind of upset, Right? But God wants Jonah to understand his great love and mercy towards humanity. Oh Lord, what, that, what is a man that you're mindful of us? That little boy in the mud. That little you in the mud. And that miry clay in the world, are just lost. God just loves every single one of us. Wow. Isn't that amazing? To know the road ahead, ask those coming back. It's a Chinese proverb this time. You see, family, I've been on this Christian road now a good 30 plus years now. And on this road, I've met so many people serving God where they can tell me what God has done in their life. That I know that the road that I am on now is going in the right direction. Because people can tell me that they've tasted and seen God's mercy in their own lives and God's faithfulness and God's goodness. To know the road ahead, ask those coming back, family, you are on this narrow road and people are going to meet you in this journey of life and they need you to tell them that they're on the right track, that you can share with them what God has done in your life. Do you know how faithful God has been to Graphite Chapel in the last year? Do you know all our needs have been taken care of according to his riches and glory? Is anybody here lacking anything? Is our congregation and family lacking anything? How many times have we prayed for healing for people and we've had positive outcome? God has taking care of so many folk. We are blessed. Is it hard to tell people that they're on the right track when you go on that narrow road? That narrow road called Jesus? Oh, what a precious thing. I read this quote this week and just in preparation of um, St. Faustina. says, the words of Jesus to St. Faustina, I am love and mercy itself. There is no misery that could be. Be a match for my mercy. Neither will misery exhaust it. Because as it is being granted, it increases. The soul that trusts in my mercy is most fortunate. Because I myself take care of it. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? That's somebody you who know that's tasted of God's mercy. And I can tell you now I've tasted of God's mercy in my own life. And God has been so faithful. And so I can tell you what God has done in my life. Revelations 12, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony that you shrink not back from death that you'll overcome him who's in the world. Every single person sitting here this morning, family, each one of you has got a testimony that the world needs to hear. What has Jesus, what has God done in your life in the last week, in the last month, in this year? Share with the world. Don't say, well, the world doesn't want to listen. No. Just every single day of my life, I just pray that God will give me one significant conversation with somebody and I can just share what God has done in my life. Don't make it complicated. But God is faithful. Everybody just wants that love and and just care. Even a Christian brother who's struggling in their faith. Sit down with him and just pray with him and just say, hey, I've been there, done that, got that (coughs) t-shirt When my children tell me they're going through a hard time. I can say I've been there too. This is what God, he brought me through. Just encouragement all the time. You see, God takes us out of that miry clay and he washes us as white as snow. And he cleanses us and he brings us on this journey of life. And he says, come, let's walk together. God says he will never leave you nor forsake you. His grace, is in, his grace and mercies are new every morning. So every morning you get up, get in the shower, sing, sing whatever hymn comes to mind. Say, so Lord, here am I. Just sanctify my mind and heart and let me get ready for the day. Lord, help me to make a difference in your world. What a precious world it is. This life isn't a punishment. If not, go fishing with Bob. You know? When you go out hunting or fishing, Do you really think life out here is a punishment? Oh boy, what a privilege it is to live in such a beautiful area. Summer camps, is that that punishment to go and work on a summer camp? Or is it just, it's a precious gift? Just enjoy it. We're on this journey, holding Jesus' hand. Lord, here am I. What are we going to do today? What adventure? by grace, by grace. By grace. (coughs) you and us are summoned to the resurrection road. That's our journey. We're, God is seating us in high places in heaven, and that's the journey. It's not about being afraid. If somebody says, the reason people are Christians because they're afraid of dying. I'm thinking, what Bible are you reading? You know, I'm not afraid of dying. To die is gain. I'm not in a rush to die, mind you, but I'm not afraid of it. Wow. But I do know that... Before God resurrects me from this earthly plane, I do want to be able to get to heaven. And the only words I want to hear is, Martin, welcome, our good and faithful servant. Anything else? Irrelevant. Crowns? Or, no, no. Martin, welcome home. You want to hear those words? And I'm going to tap dance. I can't really tap dance. I've never tried. I've tried, but it doesn't look good. But that's what I want to hear, right? Welcome, my good and faithful servant. What I, and while I'm, if I'm there before you guys and I want to see you guys coming what do I want to hear? welcome my good and faithful servant enter into God's presence amen and then we're all going to sing and have fun the riches of God's grace lavished on us in all wisdom and understanding wow so as we celebrate Christmas the hope Today is the, one of the first Sundays of Advent. Hope, what hope we have! What hope! I've never had such hope before I met Jesus, but after I met God and I've walked with Jesus for 30 years, my hope just grows from strength to strength. And I hope for each one of you this morning that in the season that you just taste and see that God is good. Last night we had a banquet. Most of you were there, but what fun! uncomplicated, unbridled fun, and the camper on a great meal. Wow. We're truly blessed. Let's invite the, the, the team up. Would you like to come up? Let's just close our eyes this morning. And I'm going to invite you this morning just to speak to God in your own heart, in your own language, and say, Lord, I want to enter into your mercy this morning. And I just thank you for your grace that surrounds me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your mercy. We want to thank you for your grace. We thank you that it knows no bounds, that it just increases continually. And Father, we want to pray for my brothers and sisters sitting here this morning. I want to pray for the people listening online, that Lord, that they would taste your mercy, that they would taste your grace this, this day. We pray for our, our North Hastings region. We pray for Bancroft and Maynooth and, and all these places, Father God, that people may know that you are real. That, Father God, that they can come off the highway of life and enter the new through the new gate, the, the gate that is Christ Jesus. Lord, that we as a nation, we pray for Canada that even in this Christmas time that we celebrate the Christ Mass, that people would just look to Jesus, look to the works of his hands. And Father God, just call on his name. Father God, that people may call out to you that for their salvation. And that we pray that we, your children, would be ready in this season to share your gospel, your good news. And so Father, I just pray your blessing, on every person here this morning and pray for your spirit to indwell them and lead them in all truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.